Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast, a Canadian real estate podcast that shows you how to pay off your mortgage sooner and live well while doing it. Now, here's your host, Sean Cooper. Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. I'm Sean Cooper, and it's great to be back for another episode. On today's show, I'll be talking to Robinson Smith. Robinson Smith, financial strategist and author, reveals how Canadians can mitigate the challenges that homeowners face in raising their families, raising their net worth, and raising their level of financial security in the face of rising costs of life. Robinson, a consultant with over 15 years in the investment industry, creator of a number of financial education courses, and the author of Master Your Mortgage and Retire Ready, The Smith Maneuver, is dedicated to increasing Canadians' awareness of personal finances. In my interview with Robinson, he'll share how average Canadian homeowners can release the shackles of constraint that come with the high cost of home ownership. He will also show you how that very mortgage, which seems like a financial burden restricting your retirement prospects, can become the very tool which will allow you to retire in comfort. If you own a home and have a mortgage, you can't afford to miss this interview. Without further ado, here's my interview with Robinson Smith. Hi, Robinson. How are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you, Sean. I'm doing well as well. I'm really looking forward to this interview. I've gotten plenty of questions about the Smith Maneuver over the years, so really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, very happy to be here. Great, so let's get started. Can you tell us what is the Smith Maneuver in a nutshell? Well, the Smith Maneuver is a financial strategy designed to convert your non-deductible mortgage debt uh, to the deductible debt of an investment loan. It's fully legal and takes advantage of an over 100-year-old tax principle, which allows Canadians to use debt to their advantage. In Canada, almost all debt is non-deductible debt, but if you borrow to invest with a reasonable expectation of earning income, then the interest on that debt is tax-deductible. And there's a fundamental difference between these two types of debt, non-deductible and deductible. And non-deductible debt tends to destroy wealth, while deductible debt can create wealth. And the Smith Maneuver allows homeowners to generate significant wealth from their mortgage. And there's a number of benefits that you'll immediately see. You'll see a reduced tax bill. You'll see a reduced amortization of your mortgage uh, and increased personal savings. And it all happens now. And for the typical Canadian family, it can be worth up to $300,000 in increase in net worth. And in many cases, much more, sometimes into the millions. With the Smith Maneuver, we're, we're getting your mortgage to work for you, not against you. We're working smarter, not harder. There's no new money required from you, and not a single extra hour of work is required to generate these benefits. Great. Now, before we get into the specifics of how the strategy operates, I understand the creator of the Smith Maneuver and the author of the book, Fraser Smith, was your father. Yeah. Back in the early 80s, my dad was a financial planner, and he was interested in the, in the fact that the Americans could deduct the interest on their mortgage, and we couldn't here in Canada. And of course, he didn't think that was very fair. So he set about to rectify the problem. And he read the Tax Act, which is a fantastically interesting read, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and developed the strategy, which he started to, which he called the Smith Maneuver. And he put his own clients into it for about 20 years before writing the book in 2002. And I joined him in 2006 and have been educating Canadian homeowners about the strategy for about a dozen years now. And I understand that you are about to publish your own book. Yeah, that's correct, Sean. The last revision to Fraser's book was, was made in 2005, so I figured it was time to update the book. I mean, not many people have a $100,000 mortgage these days, and, <laughs> and the rates needed adjusting and that sort of thing. And I'm trying to make it a little more accessible to Canadians. Fraser tended to dive right into math, and so I'm just putting a little more into it to, to make it accessible for, for more Canadians. And it should be released around tax time, along with the new calculator, the Smithman calculator, which I'm having re-engineered. It's going to be much more flexible, more more potential inputs, including the accelerators. And in addition to that, I'm in the process of developing some online courses for Canadian homeowners, for financial professionals, along with an in-depth calculator demo, so so people know how to how to really make the most out of that calculator to find their results. Now you kind of touched on it, but was there any other reason that you felt you needed to rewrite the book? I mean, did you kind of go the wealthy barber route and try to add a bit of a story to it to make it a bit more interesting to the masses or were some of the other reasons that you perhaps rewrote the book? Well, I, I don't know if I'm as creative as David Chilton, but but I, I just felt, you know, firstly, the Smith Maneuver is as relevant today as it ever was. There are a lot of things working against us. We've got a cost of the cost of life, which is increasing. We're faced with high taxes. We've got pension instability. We've got inflation. So a lot of different aspects of Canadian life are, are just working against us in our effort to create a stable financial environment for our families. I've met hundreds of families over the years, and most of them feel they're in trouble. They're, they're burdened by their mortgage, by taxes. We Canadians, we're the sixth highest tax-paying citizenry on the planet, and we pay more in tax than we do in food, clothing, and shelter combined. So it's it's a big issue, and we've also got pension insecurity. We just have to look back at what happened to Sears. You know, all of a sudden, almost twenty thousand Canadians are are watching their pension atrophy. And actually, just a couple of days ago, Sean, I, I I saw that the Feds uh, have reduced the disabled veterans' pensions. So it's becoming increasingly evident that we can't rely on the government or our employees. We've got to rely on ourselves, and that's that's where the Smith maneuver comes in. You know, while while we can't do much about tax rates, we can certainly do something about the amount of tax we pay given those rates. And if we can't do much about you know, how our, our government or our employees handle our pensions, we can still create and manage our own. Next time you're in Walmart or your listeners are in Walmart, have a good look around or even a fast food restaurant. You know, you'll see many senior citizens, lots of elderly people working in these places. And I bet that they don't want to be there. They'd rather be golfing or fishing or playing with the grandkids. So the Smith Maneuver lets us start to take control of our financial future. I guess it kind of gets your money working for you rather than working for your money in those golden years. Exactly. That's precisely it. I obviously follow personal finances quite closely, and there has been a lot of discussion or arguments in the financial world about what to tackle first, your mortgage or your retirement savings. Is this what the Smith Maneuver addresses? Yeah, that's, that's precisely it, Sean. You look at the discussions out there, and we've got some people saying, okay, well, the best thing to do is to pay off your mortgage as fast as you can, right? You're getting a guaranteed return, the mortgage rate effectively. And that is absolutely correct. Yet we're listening to other people tell us that it's better to invest. You know, pay off your mortgage slowly, invest whatever cash you can, 
you know, chances are you might get a better return on, on your investment. And so there's this battle about which one of these two extremely important financial goals we Canadians should attack first. And it's conventional practice here in Canada to, to go after the mortgage first rather than our retirement savings. And there's a couple of reasons for this. Partly it's due to inertia. We've all grown up being told by people older and wiser than us that, that debt is bad. All debt is bad. Get rid of it. Don't get any more. And so that's what we've been growing up with. The, the other fact that it's conventional practice to attack the mortgage first rather than retirement is because that decision is made for us. You know, by the end of the month, many Canadians simply don't have any money left over. And a mortgage payment is contractual. You've got to make it. But contributing our cash for our future, our retirement, is not. That's not an obligation. It's not contractual. So we're forced to focus on the mortgage. And by doing so, we're losing out on the power of compound growth. And that's extremely, extremely expensive. But this, this debate can end because with a one-time restructuring of your finances to allow this debt conversion process to occur, the, smooth, the Smith maneuver, we can do a number of things simultaneously and immediately. We can generate tax deductions, which lead to refunds. We can get rid of our non-deductible mortgage faster than otherwise we start to build a valuable retirement portfolio. So again, we can do this now. It starts right now. We do all these goals simultaneously and it doesn't require any new cash from the, from the homeowner. So we're working smarter, not harder. Okay, well, you've definitely got me excited. So can you get down to how actually how the Smith Maneuver works in practice? Uh, sure. The first step is you need the appropriate type of mortgage. You need a readvanceable mortgage. And some Canadians may have one, whether they know it or not, uh, but, but most probably don't. And there's a difference between these two types of mortgage, a, a traditional or conventional mortgage, if you will, and a readvanceable mortgage. The mortgage everybody thinks about when they hear the word mortgage is this one uh, big loan that we have promised the bank, uh, our spouse and God to pay off over a number of years, 25 years. We make principal plus interest payments on this, and down it goes. Eventually, it, it's, it's disappeared many years down the road. A readvanceable mortgage has that same component to it. That's what allows us to buy the house. But it's also got a secured line of credit attached to it. It's, it's linked to that non-deductible loan portion. And whenever you make any reduction on, on the principal side of that quote-unquote mortgage, that loan side, the limit on the line of credit will increase dollar for dollar. So uh, I know you being a mortgage broker, Sean, you're, you're aware of all this, but some of your listeners might not be. But, you know, imagine a, a $400,000 mortgage. It's all non-deductible. But with that first mortgage payment, let's say $1,000 reduces that principal. Now the balance is $399,000. So with that resultant increase in the line of credit limit, you're able to get back at that $1,000. And you can do whatever you wish with it. What ends up happening typically with, with many Canadians, if not most, is they end up saying, oh, I, I've got access to $1,000 each and every month, right? This, this, this occurs. And so they, they pull this out. They make car payments on it. They use it for dinners. They go on vacations or whatever the case may be. So all they're doing is replacing non-deductible debt that they got to buy their house with non-deductible debt that they're using to finance their lifestyle. And this does nothing but harm their financial well-being. But if you're implementing the Smith Maneuver, what you would do is you'd reborrow that $1,000, but you would invest it. So month one, pay it down, goes down by $1,000, reborrow to invest. Month two, reborrow to invest. Month three, reborrow to invest. 
Yeah, again, a number of positive effects happen with this, these transactions is that you're investing immediately starting now, even if you didn't prior to setting up the Smith Maneuver have anything to invest. You're, so you're investing now, enjoying compound growth. I mean, imagine $1,000 a month for 25 years versus investing $0 a month for 25 years, right? So we get this investment, leads to the tax deductions and refunds, which we're able to use as a prepayment against that mortgage to get rid of it faster. And we can reborrow that prepayment as well. And we're building up this retirement portfolio, which is going to be there for us. And the monthly process accelerates. The more, the longer you do this, the, the, the faster the process goes. So making a mortgage work for us, not against us. Yeah, my understanding is some of the lenders that offer this readvanceable mortgage are MCAP as well as Scotia Bank and Manulife. Certainly, I'd recommend reaching out to a mortgage broker to access some of these products because you know there aren't a lot of options out there. So, a mortgage broker would definitely be in the know when it comes to products like this. That's it's terribly important to work with financial prof- professionals who work with you who are not simply seeking your business for a specific product because they work for a specific lender. So absolutely, absolutely, Sean. So the homeowner is not eliminating debt, just changing the type of debt. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. For maximum benefit with with the strategy, the amount of total debt does not change uh, from as soon as you start to implement it until ideally the day you die when you're, I don't know, 100, 130 years old. So it's a debt conversion process. It's not a debt elimination strategy. Now, that being said, it is reversible for some reason. If anybody gets cold feet down the road, you can always redeem the assets you've purchased in order to pay back the line of credit from which you got the money to invest in the first place. So it's reversible. But ideally, you stick with it, you keep at it. And the Smithman calculator, if you're plugging your numbers in there, that'll, that'll show you the benefit of, of sticking with it. Now, that would seem to me to be an objection for many people. I mean, I can speak from personal experience. When I found out I wasn't actually eliminating the debt, I kind of got cold feet myself. So, yeah, could you kind of talk a bit about that point there, of the idea about keeping debt rather than getting rid of it? <laughs> that's, that's most definitely the biggest challenge we face, you know, educating people, potential implementers of the strategy, educating on the difference between non-deductible debt and deductible debt. You know, as I said earlier, bad debt destroys wealth, good debt creates wealth. And this it can be very tough for some people to accept. I mean, like I said, it's just ingrained in people that debt is bad. But we need to look at examples of the wealthy. We need to look at corporations. We need to look at wealthy individuals. And many of your listeners uh, might know the name Jimmy Pattison. He's, he's a very successful BC-based businessman here. And he owns over 40 car dealerships. He owns a bunch of radio stations, a number of advertising companies, food, distribution companies, entertainment. He's, he's uh, Guinness Book of World Records. You know, he owns that. So how did, he, how did he create all this wealth? What did he do that we're not doing? Well, he realized very early on that, that a paycheck is not going to make you wealthy. What he did is he saved up just enough money to put a down payment for his first car dealership and then went and got a loan and bought it. And then he took the equity out of that first car dealership, got a mortgage, got a second car dealership. Now he's got over 40. He's got all these businesses. He understood the difference between the two types of debt. He understood that if he borrowed to invest, he could increase his wealth at a much greater pace than if he didn't. But again, growing up our whole lives being told debt is bad, we have this, this aversion. Inertia is extremely powerful, but if you just want to see inertia at work, you know, just listen to the stories. You may know some people, elderly people living in a big house uh, on a fixed income, or seniors being forced to sell their homes due to inadequate savings. Again, working at the big box stores in their retirement. 
2017, the reverse mortgage signups increased 30% over the year previous. And that's a direct testament to the fact that we are woefully unprepared for our retirement. So the wealthy know the paychecks aren't going to make you wealthy. They know the difference between good and bad debt. So we need to learn what the wealthy know. We need to think and behave like the wealthy. That's a great way to put it. Now, you've mentioned previously that no new cash is required by the homeowner for the Smith Maneuver, but if you have a constant monthly mortgage payments but are also increasing the deductible debt on the line of credit portion each month, if no new money is required, how is that getting paid? Yeah, you'll read in the book and you'll hear me say over and over again that no new money is required from the homeowner. And that's the case. And the reason that's the case is, is due to the magic of the increasing uh, efficiency of the mortgage payment. We go back to that $1,000 mortgage reduction that we were talking about earlier. That line of credit increases by $1,000. We take that out and we invest it. But the next month, because there's a smaller balance on which we're paying our mortgage rate, $1,003 goes against principal. So we're able to take that 1003 back out, but we only invest $1,000. So that leaves $3 left over to service the small amount of interest from the first month's borrowing of $1,000. Third month, 1007 goes down against principal. We invest $1,000, $7 remains to pay the interest on the previous two months borrowing. So no new money. It goes more in depth in the book and in the upcoming Smith Maneuver Homeowner course on on how this functions and the math on it. But again, we're, we're taking advantage of the principles of non-deductible debt versus deductible debt and the, the ability of this mortgage to service the, uh, the increasing line of credit interest in order to increase our wealth, generate tax deductions, and get rid of that mortgage faster. Sounds pretty good to me. We've talked about the debt side of the equation. I imagine that investing in the right investments is very important as well. Are there any restrictions, limitations, or requirements? Yes. Firstly, I'll say it's very important to use investment professionals, you know, just as it's important to use mortgage brokers, all these professionals, rather than trying to do things yourself. One of the courses I'm setting up is uh, the Smith Maneuver Certified Professional course. It's going to uh, give accreditation to financial professionals across Canada. But the test when we're investing is you must invest with a reasonable expectation of earning income. So when we're talking about what we can invest in, that is the test. So if we look at gold bullion, a lot of people will think that gold bullion is as an investment. And sure, we're investing in gold, but this itself does not qualify for deductible interest on money borrowed to purchase it because there's no expectation, there's no reasonable expectation of earning income. It's a pure capital gains plan. But what we can invest in is a whole variety of things, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, real estate, REITs, invest in your business, invest in somebody else's business. But to be clear here, no one, not the Smith Maneuver, not your accountant, your investment advisor, Canada Revenue Agency, no one is going to specify what you have to invest in. So if you like stocks, invest in stocks. If you like mutual funds, great. If you like real estate, invest in real estate. Of course, you'll want to look at diversification. We don't need to have all our eggs in one basket, but what you invest in is up to you. So invest what you're comfortable with. On the tax side, do Canadians need high-priced tax accountants to help them generate these tax deductions? Well, I found over the years that the amount an accountant charges does not necessarily indicate what they know. I found that out the hard way. So again, I always recommend using a tax professional. Search out an accountant who's familiar with the Smith Maneuver. They'll tell you if they are or not. Uh, preferably in the near future, you'll be able to find accountants with Smith Maneuver certified professional uh, designation. 
But as far as the process, tracking of deductible debt is, is relatively simple uh, with this strategy if the homeowner does it right. So it's not terribly complicated from an accounting tax perspective, but you don't want to do it yourself. You simply don't. You don't want to pull out your own appendix. So get a professional, get professional help with this. You know, there are some specifics to the Smith Maneuver that a certified accountant will understand. So that's important. But yeah, the, the fundamental principles behind this from an accounting perspective are not hugely complicated. I would think, you know, keeping your accounts separate in terms of deductible and non-deductible debt and just trying to keep it as clean as possible for CRA in case you get audited would kind of be an important thing to do. Exactly. That's, that's precisely it. And, and what the book, what the course goes into is how to set up your accounts appropriately, how to transact the monthly flows of money so that you're, you're safe in the eyes of the CRA. There are certainly things to know, but once you understand it, once you're set up correctly, uh, really it almost runs itself. I like the way you put that. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that the Smith Maneuver is legal. Can you expand on that? Yeah, we, we get this, que- uh, this question quite often. As I mentioned earlier, for over 100 years, the wealthy in business have been deducting interest. But the ability to deduct, deduct interest on money you've borrowed to invest is not only for the wealthy and for business. There's no separation in law that says non-wealthy, the non-wealthy cannot deduct interest on money borrowed to invest. It's fully legal, regardless of your income, regardless of your status in life, uh, all that good stuff. Businesses, corporations, individuals can deduct interest if they borrow to invest with a reasonable expectation of earning income. And the government is quite happy to allow these deductions. You'd think that they'd be a little peeved in the fact that they got to send you tax refund checks every year. But what they understand is you're investing in the economy. You're putting money into the economy. You're investing. You're growing businesses. And guess what? The CRA loves this because these growing businesses, they, they can get to be taxed. They can tax them. These growing businesses need to hire new employees and the government can tax these new employees. So it's, it's fully legal. In fact, my dad used to love telling this story. Years ago, he had two agents from Canada Revenue Agency come into his office and interview him about the Smith Maneuver. So he welcomed them in, in and sat down and put pen to paper and went through his schematic and the process, etc. And it took maybe 40, 45 minutes to do so. And, and at the end of it, the, the big guy leans forward and raises an eyebrow and says, so would this work on a $200,000 mortgage? <laughs> he gets an elbow from the little guy. And in fact, there are CRA employees currently maneuvering their own so yes, fully legal. I heard something about like a court case many years ago, somebody was challenging it and, and are you able to tell that story perhaps? I haven't heard of anybody having their Smith maneuver challenged. Uh, I have heard of uh, in the past challenges as regards some of the accelerators, debt swap or cash flow dam. So there have been certainly challenges to some of the principles that the Smith maneuver employs in implementation. But these have all been gone over and dismissed. Uh, you know, you think about it. It, it. As soon as the government says, okay, we're no, no longer going to allow people or corporations to deduct interest on money they borrow to invest, it's over in any, in any case. The sky's going to fall pretty much. You know, they, they, they can't do it. They won't do it. And even if they did do it, we'd vote them out so quick, make your head spin. In any event, you know, with the Smith Mover Calculator, when you input your numbers, if you deselect the box which applies the tax savings against the mortgage, you're still way ahead than if you did not employ the Smith Maneuver. So a great deal of benefit of the Smith Mover comes from getting invested earlier than later. You'd still implement the Smith Maneuver even if tax deductibility weren't available to you. 
And on that note, in terms of dollars, what is this strategy worth to the average Canadian homeowner? Well, I kind of knew you were going to ask that, Sean. <laughs> so I've got the uh, Smithman calculator fired up here. I preloaded it here and it entered a typical scenario. $375,000 mortgage at a rate of 4.05 amortized over 25 years. On the, the line of credit side of this free advanceable mortgage, I got prime plus a half, so 4.45. I've got an investment growth rate of 7% and a 40% tax rate for the homeowner. So you plug these variables in and you can adjust them any way you want. It's fully customizable. You throw them in, you hit recalculate and the results that come out, first I'll talk about the scary stuff. It automatically calculates how much before tax income you'll need to earn in order to pay off your mortgage loan. And in this case, with these assumptions, a $375,000 mortgage, you've got to pay that principal back, obviously. You've also got to pay the interest. The fact is, you've got to pay tax before you can make those principal plus interest payments. So, this homeowner, if he paid this mortgage off conventionally, would have to earn over $990,000 in order to pay off that $375,000 mortgage. Oh, geez. So we're starting to see why, as you realized uh, very early on, Sean, why mortgages can be killers. But again, we're turning this to our advantage. So, when we look at the results, the amortization, this uh, originally 25 years, the amortization, just by taking the regular mortgage payment and reborrowing the principal reduction in order to invest and applying the tax refunds against the mortgage and then investing that, the amortization reduces from 25 years down to 22. The homeowner will enjoy tax deductions of $196,000 for, at the 40% rate, tax refunds of $78,000. No Smith maneuver, no tax savings. But in this scenario, he's enjoying $78,000 of tax refunds. And the investment portfolio at the end of the original amortization is valued at $681,828. But to be fair, we have to subtract the fact that he's got a $375,000 investment loan. Uh, so the net is $306,828 to this homeowner for simply restructuring into a readvanceable mortgage. Wow, that's pretty so, remarkable. Yeah, it's this one-time event, this one-time restructuring, it's a $306,000 decision. So again, bad debt destroys wealth, good debt creates wealth. We're going to work smarter, not harder. And these results can be hugely improved with uh, the various accelerators that we can apply. Sure. So on that note, could you talk about what some of these accelerators are? There's a number of them. You can think of the accelerators as options for a sports car. Magnesium intake manifold, free flow exhaust lighter wheels, et cetera. It makes the car perform better, makes it go faster. The accelerators that we can apply to any given situation in this calculator, they're, they're called the debt swap, cash flow diversion, cash flow dam, prime the pump, and there's more, but we've got some limited time here. I'll, I'll just look at the cash flow diversion accelerator. Basically what this is, if I had my own investment program, I was investing $400 a month and I've been doing it for years now. I'm going to invest that $400 a month into the future, whether I do the Smith maneuver or not. And so this is why we say no new money is required from the homeowner, even if you're implementing uh, some of the accelerators here. If I implement uh, this $400 cash flow diversion accelerator, what that's going to do is it's going to, instead of taking $400 each month and investing it directly, I'm first going to take that $400 and use it as a prepayment against my mortgage. I'm going to reborrow that as well as the principal reduction from the regular mortgage payment and get it invested. I'm still investing that $400 each and every month, but first I'm applying it against the mortgage. And when I hit recalculate, tax relief increases to over $101,000. We're talking about refunds here uh, versus $97,000 in the previous example. 
the compression of the amortization of the mortgage reduces to 16.8 years, and my total portfolio value is 1043000 So the net worth improved from the previous scenario from 306000 to 668000 And again, this was money I was investing before I implemented the Smith Maneuver, so it's not additional funds from me in order to achieve this result. That sounds pretty good to me. It's better than working as a Walmart greeter to pay down your mortgage sooner. So and <laughs> interest that way. And what about using investment real estate? I've heard that rental properties could be used to speed up the process. Yeah, this, this is the cash flow dam. This is another accelerator. Rental properties are most widely used for implementation of the cash flow dam, but it, it doesn't have to be just a rental property. It can be any proprietorship, a home-based business. Maybe you sell pottery out of your garage or whatever the case may be. And a proprietorship differs from a corporation in the fact that the CRA views the proprietorship as you. Any income that you earn from that proprietorship is counted by the CRA simply as in income you receive from your paycheck at work. But what mortgage holders with, say, a rental property do, they tend to make a very expensive mistake. What they're doing is beginning of each month, they receive $2,000, let's say, from their renters. They automatically and directly go and make the mortgage payment on that rental property and other expenses, maintenance, repairs, or utilities, whatever it is. So they're receiving $2,000 in income and they're immediately paying out $2,000 in expenses for their business. But what they should be doing is taking that $2,000 in rental revenues and overpaying their principal residence mortgage, the house in which they live. Overpay that mortgage by $2,000, reborrow that $2,000 when it's available to invest. Invest in your own business, which is your rental property. So at that point, you make the mortgage payment on your rental or you pay the utilities or you make uh, repairs on your on your rental property and i can real quickly add that in that two thousand dollars from the cash flow dam and the resultant uh, compression of the mortgage remember that's originally a 25-year mortgage well that mortgage is now uh, that non-deductible mortgage loan is gone in 8.08 years so it's extremely powerful now, this does not directly increase your investment portfolio because you're not pulling this $2,000 out to invest in securities. You're investing in your own business by servicing its expenses. But it indirectly does help because the faster you convert your mortgage, the faster your tax deductions grow on an annual basis uh, and the more you have to invest uh, on an annual basis by applying those refunds against the mortgage and pulling them out to invest. So it is, it is extremely powerful. So just to recap, uh, you're saying that like normally a rental property, that would be the buddy that you pay towards that, that, like the interest on that mortgage there would be tax deductible, but you're basically saying that you could use the rental property, the money that you generate on that to make your mortgage interest on your principal residence tax deductible. Is that correct? That's correct. Wow, that's, that's quite amazing. I mean, that's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Two birds, one stone. Awesome. Well, we've talked about a lot about the benefits of the Smith Maneuver, but what are the risks of doing the Smith Maneuver versus not doing the Smith Maneuver? On a lot of forums online, there's been some pretty passionate discussions about the Smith Maneuver. Some are very much against it and some are very much for it. It's very polarizing, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Internet forums. <laughs> I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. Don't get me started on that. You know, we've got 
we've got complete strangers asking other complete strangers for financial advice or how to structure their, their strategy or what to invest in. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And, and certainly some are describing their own negative experience. You know, uh, maybe they set it up wrong though. Maybe they implemented it wrong. Maybe they weren't long-term enough. Maybe they invested in something extremely risky because they, they absolutely knew it was going to hit. You know? So there are a number of stories where people blow themselves up because they choose to do it themselves. There's a lot of crazy stuff out there on the internet. And, you know, again, you, you really should go to financial professionals, mortgage brokers, accountants, investment advisors, and get good guidance. And now ideally would be a, a good time to talk about uh, common myths and mistakes, which is what we see on the internet all the time. But uh, considering time, uh, maybe we do another interview, Sean, someday and we go over some of those. But looking at, looking at risks, there's, there's market risk. You're getting invested. You are going to be exposed to market risk. But the amount of risks that, that you take on are between you and your advisor. You know, it's dependent on your age, your, your tolerance. Again, there's lots of different things you can invest in. Risky, less risky. So invest what you're comfortable with. Rate risk, you know, we don't know what rates are going to do. We always have an idea, but we're not certain. Rates go up, rates go down. But with the Smith Maneuver, you've already got a mortgage. That's why you're doing the Smith Maneuver. So you're already exposed to rate risk to a certain extent. In any event, the very long nature of the strategy, which is ideally until death, that greatly flattens out the market curve, market risk curve and the rate risk curve. And a risk I'd like to talk about is emotional risk. You know, this is, this is a big one. Can you tolerate the ups and downs? Do you pay too close attention to what the markets are doing? Do you have a long-term plan, but focusing on the short-term? A lot of people fall victim to buy high, sell low. And if you feel you're susceptible to this, then, then maybe this strategy isn't for you. So it all depends on, on who you are as a person and your psychology, your behavior as well. But I think the biggest risk is, is probably complacency, you know, or doing nothing at all. And that certainly removes a lot of risk and guarantees a return, which is nice, but the return you're guaranteed is 0%, you know, which is not nice. And it's actually less than that due to inflation. So that's really not nice. I'd also like to mention again that at this point, you know, we're talking about risks. Some people might want to dip their toe, whatever the case may be, but it is completely reversible. You can decide to unwind it if you wish. Again, ideally you don't, but that's, uh, that's up to everybody in their, in their uh, particular situation and particular uh, point in life. Uh, so you're not like, locked in in any way for life. We all know that we need to do something for our financial futures. Otherwise, we're exposing ourselves to the possibility of living off fixed income for retirement or working in, in, in fast food service uh, in our retirement or selling our home back to the bank and, uh, with a reverse mortgage. I mean, imagine that. Working your whole life for 40 years, your whole adult life, you're working for the bank. You're paying off this mortgage and then you retire and then you figure out there's not enough cash flow. And so what do you got to do? You got to sign up for a reverse mortgage where you're selling the house back to the bank. And if you live long enough, the, you know, chances are the kids may not get anything from for an inheritance. So we need to take action. We need to look after ourselves because no one else is going to. It's up to us. That's a great way you put it. You definitely seem very passionate about getting the word out to Canadians. Well, I, I guess I am, Sean. You know, you look around, you look on the news. Uh, times are tough in Canada right now, and, and they seem to be getting tougher. I mean, you hear all the time stories about children going to school hungry or just recently, you know, people getting caught in, in clothing donation bins and dying because they can't afford to buy a winter jacket. In 2017, 
the federal government spent $140 billion on social programs. Just imagine what we could do if we had to spend only half of that, you know, all this money going to education, uh, building schools and, and healthcare, building hospitals, all these different programs or services, which could, which could benefit if we didn't need to spend all this money on social programs. And I'm not saying that the Smith maneuver is the answer, mm -hmm. right? But it can certainly be a part of it. Well, it can, it can make Canadians financially stronger and a financially strong Canadian leads to a financially strong Canada. That's, that's how I feel. So what do you advise for Canadian homeowners to do next if they're interested in perhaps implementing the Smith Maneuver? Yeah, a few things. Firstly, uh, again, stress the importance of working with knowledgeable financial professionals. Okay, uh, Keep an eye out for uh, Smith Maneuver certified professionals. I'll be getting that course out uh, for these uh, certain industries, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, investment advisors, uh, real estate lawyers, notaries, and, and accountants. And so search them out. If you decide to proceed with the Smith Maneuver, they'll have taken the course and passed the exam and have my ongoing support. But you know, there's a scary amount of misinformation out there. The internet public is not re regulated. They don't have oversight by regulators ensuring the public is being served in their best interest. But professional advisors, they are regulated. They have to answer to, to a higher power. So they do have their client's interest, uh, best interest at heart. So I, again, I strongly advise using uh, professionals. But what to do next? Continue to educate yourself. Read books. Uh, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Your book, Sean, David Chilton, uh, Talbot Stevens, Robert Kiyosaki, David Rod, R-H-O-D-D, -D, he's got a new book just out. Joel Solomon, The Clean Money Revolution. So there's lots to read out there. Educate yourself, whether the Smith Maneuver is for you or not. Uh, and go to seminars. Just keep going. Keep learning. Of course, you can go to smithman.net. We've got a, a frequently asked questions section there, some articles that I've written. You can uh, get the book, the calculator, sign up for our newsletter. Email me at info at smithman.net if you've got any questions. But really, if you don't want to buy the book, check it out from the library or borrow it from a friend. Let's get started. Uh, but I'll leave your listeners, Sean, with three main points here. Number one, regular people see debt as a threat. Wealthy people see debt as an opportunity. Non-deductible debt destroys wealth. Deductible debt creates wealth. Right? Secondly, you have a mortgage already, or you will soon. Right? So make it work for you, not against you. Work smarter, not harder. It's a simple one-time restructuring. It'll take about a month. Requires little to no cash to set up and no new money from you uh, on an ongoing basis uh, to generate significant tax relief. Uh, you'll greatly accelerate the amortization of your expensive non-deductible mortgage and you'll get to take advantage of compound growth uh, right now, not in uh, 20, 25 years when you finally paid out that mortgage. Great. Well, this was a really interesting interview and I have a lot better understanding of the Smith Maneuver and I'm sure my listeners do as well. So thanks very much for being on the podcast, Robinson. Thank you very much for having me, Sean. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Burn Your Mortgage podcast. Besides being a podcast host, I'm also an independent mortgage broker. If you or anyone you know, family, friends, co-workers, or neighbors could ever use any unbiased mortgage advice or a second opinion, feel free to reach out. Email me at Sean, that's S. E-A-N at burnyourmortgage.ca or call or text me at 647-867-3711 for a free mortgage consultation. Also, be sure to head on over to www.burnyourmortgage.ca 
burnyourmortgage.ca and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. As a small token of my appreciation, you'll be able to download my ultimate mortgage checklist on choosing the perfect mortgage. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you with all your mortgage needs. Once again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. Until next time, happy mortgage burning.